from the Summer Skate Studios Behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey West Live. Behind the Mask's College Hockey West Live is brought to you by the NCHC and NCHC.tv. Subscribe to NCHC.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. For lunch or before the game, the best in barbecue, Las Vegas style at JesseRay'sBarbecue.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. The Spaghetti Shack, classic Italian comfort food quickly, with locations in Tempe and Pine Top, order online at thespaghettishack.com. Liberty University, play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. Summer skates, whether our original red or black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. By the Caesars Sportsbook app, a proud partner of the NHL. And by College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. College Hockey West Live from the Summer Skate Studios, presented by Behind the Mask, is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. Anywhere that you may be joining us tonight on this Sunday night, October 1st, which means it must be hockey season. Scott Strandy with you tonight from... O'Fallon, Illinois, about, uh, I don't know, 20 miles outside of St. Louis as uh, we are spending the night here tonight in this beautiful La Quinta Inn. So thank you again to our Wyndham partners uh, and Caesars Resorts for uh, setting us up. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein joining me from that big, beautiful, palatial estate that was nearly underwater uh, a few days ago on Long Island, New York. Paul, how are you? Oh, we're trying to dry out. <laughs> I bet you are. <laughs> oh, it was brutal. brutal. Boy, did, did we sneak out of there just in the oh. nick of time. Yeah, I mean, A couple it more was days really... and we would have been suffering New York City water like never before. It was bad. It was, it was just, it was bad. Um, and as usual, the incompetence of the New York City Department of Education shown... <laughs> Brightly as it always does. <laughs> okay, um, I giggle at that. That's a little funny, but yeah. Anyway, well, it's funny in a. I don't have way, to live yeah. it like you do. Nope. nope. Okay, so here it is, Sunday, October first. You know what that means, Paul? Starting Friday it's night. It's the day after September thirtieth. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, that means on Friday night. Uh, the games will start for real in college hockey. There'll be a few exhibitions here and there, but for the most part, uh, things get real in NCAA hockey. This is what we live for. This is the uh, time of year which makes everything that we do worthwhile. So uh, oh. looking forward to that. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. And to, just to give uh, folks a, a little update, we are about 10 minutes late starting because uh, I just arrived at the hotel. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I mean... Everybody's going to get it on the download anyway. We know that. Yeah. So, so anyway, um, I just wanted to throw that out there. And uh, by the way, just so you way. know, yeah, just so you know, okay. <laughs> What's uh, happening? I saw I saw an interview this week 
You did? Yeah, with one of the ASU assistant coaches. Okay. Okay. Uh, and I do that, you know, if I if I see or hear something that, um, you know, that there's somebody connected with the program being interviewed by somebody else, that's fine. It's, you know, whatever. Um, you know, maybe I'll learn something. So I watch. Um, and apparently you have to be from Boston to say Charlie McAvoy, even though he's from Long Island. <laughs> His, they grew up Ranger fans. His father is the plumber to my, to, 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 to my wife's cousin. He's from Long Island. You don't have to be from Boston to be able to say Charlie McAvoy. Uh, you've been waiting for like what four days for that? Oh my God! It's that ugh. really? I can't say it because because I'm not from Boston. <laughs> what? Uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, well, what a great. Does, does that mean? Does that mean if Austin? Does that mean if Austin Matthews was on the Bruins, you wouldn't be able to say that either because you're not from Boston? Well, I know one thing: you can't say Austin Matthews because you're not from Arizona. So there. Uh, I did spend ten years. There. <laughs> and that was Holy and that was all in school, by the way. <laughs> only because they made me leave. Um, <laughs> uh, so I mean, that's that is ridiculous. I can't say it because I'm not from Boston. Seriously? <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that, that was the first six minutes of the show, folks, so hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> okay, here's what's happening tonight. They did play um, exhibition games this weekend, though. Yeah, well, I know. And you're going to get into that uh, at the end of the show. But tonight we're going to talk uh, a little bit about um, Army West Point Hockey. I'm not um, talking about anything. You, it's all you. You've been there. Um, yeah, but I got you're not, I'm not doing any of the talking. Okay. Well, you're going to listen. <laughs> and anyway, by the way, um, uh, you know, as I've said to you, as I said to you, I, I doubt my words did it justice for how beautiful that place is. Oh, no, it, it is incredible. Absolutely incredible. And as you know, we got there on uh, a beautiful, clear, sunny day and everything just glistened including the, the Foley athletic facility. <laughs> Be nice to my and, landlord. Uh, and I was told uh, that they are anticipating the Stanley Cup making an appearance sometime during the hockey season uh, up nice. at Army West Point. So uh, nice. anyway, uh, once I finally cracked the code, it took about an hour to get through uh, <laughs> the visitor center. Um, they liked us, and they gave Terry and I both uh, credentials for a whole year. So nice. who knows? We might be back at West Point. <laughs> yeah, who knows? We had to crack the code. Anyway, I had a chance to visit with Brian Riley, the longtime head coach at uh, at Army, and a new Riley, Jack, former Mercyhurst um, star, who uh, his father told me he was happy to have him back on the Army side of things because he wreaked havoc, wrecked havoc on uh, on Army. <laughs> during during his time at Mercyhurst. So he goes, it's great to have Jack back on our side. Yeah, I bet. So anyway, I had a chance to visit with them both. I, I apologize for a little bit of a choppy start here and, and one choppy transition. So if you'll bear with me, I'll lead you into this because Brian Riley starts off right away. 
Um, this is head coach from Army, Brian Riley, talking about what it's like to uh, to arrive at West Point. So here we go. People, when they come out to West Point before they get here, they're kind of like, all right, we're going to this Army base. and But really, when you get here, you see one of the most beautiful college campuses uh, I think that there is out there. You can feel the history and tradition of the academy when, when you're walking around. So, um, yeah, I think you'll get a good sense of that today. Okay, well, you know me. I uh, I promised. It took me a little while, but I promised I was going to come out here and see it and uh, do a little work on this because uh, you know how close I am to Air Force and all of that good stuff. We added some more teams. Never say never. Because we added, uh, we're up to 10 now in our regular coverage. And then we added a podcast called College Hockey Coast to Coast, which allows us to go after and visit with college coaches everywhere. So while I'm making my swing out here, I was down at Long Island and saw another Riley. <laughs> and man, what a job he's doing uh, to get that program up and running. And then I thought, you know what, I got to make my stop here and, and see what this is all about. So I'm glad that, that we're able to do this. And I want to find out about army hockey um tell me what it's like to compete day in and day out uh with a really tough conference and uh, with the things that you're up against and i don't mean that in a derogatory way i mean that in a military way right your athletes are different you know um before my feet hit the ground every morning i can't wait to come into work you know and and, and to be around the staff but uh and then the best part of the day is around three o'clock when, when the cadets start to come up here. Um, my dad was here for 36 years and, uh, he, he had all sorts of success, including a gold medal. And so as a kid growing up, I used to always wonder like, why does dad stay at West Point? You know, he was this big Boston hockey guy. And, um, but now having sat kind of where he sat, I know why he stayed. Right. The opportunity to be around cadets and know that as a coach, you help to mold and shape and develop young men to be future leaders in our country makes, and I don't even call it a job, like makes the opportunity that I have the most rewarding and humbling in all of college sports. Okay, so staying on the Riley train, um, the NCAA said that uh, schools could add a third or a third coach, a second assistant or whatever. Um, third assistant, I guess, is how we properly put it. But there's a Riley that uh, went from hockey ops to assistant coach. So how's that working out for Jack? You know what? Um, it didn't work out so well for me when Jack played against us. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, he had a lot of success against us. And uh, so it's good to have him on our side now. Um but last year, he was uh, our director of ops. Um, we knew bringing him on. Um, I don't think there's anyone out there that has more of a passion for uh, for Army hockey and, and Army sports uh, than Jack. Uh, and then when the opportunity came this year, you see that most schools out there made their ops person their new third coach. And, and so we were able to do that. And uh, Jack was a real good player. Um, I think he relates to our guys very well. Uh, he's able to teach his dad, uh, new tricks, you know? So, um, we really enjoy having him on the staff and, 
like I said, he has grown up around Army hockey. He has grown up around West Point. He loves he loves the academy. He loves Army hockey and, and all the other sports. So uh, it's a great fit for us. Okay, I'm going to get your team in just a minute and your schedule. But before I get to that, I want to ask you, like I've asked other coaches, there's two big things this year. You know me. I talked about relevancy during the uh, the pandemic and how, how teams stayed relevant. And people told me it was a death nail. College hockey was going to suffer. The opposite happened. Um, by the way, uh, <laughs> Brett told us that there are 63 teams, and he's going to remind us every year that there's a new team. So anyway, we'll go with that. Um, but anyway, as you look at college hockey as a whole right now, I think this might be the most competitive I've seen in college hockey in nearly 50 years. Oh, I, I have to agree with you. Um, every year, the parity is it, – it's that that's – there's um, – Five, 10, 15 years ago, you had a definite top echelon, right? Um, you had a middle and you had a bottom. Um, but now, uh, it, I don't think you have the divide that you once had with uh, college hockey, right? So um, I think you're right. Like college hockey is in a great spot. Um, I think, like Brett told you, like, you know, we're adding teams, and um, hopefully, uh, as you see everything that's going on outside of college hockey, that maybe that will even lead to some of these big schools out in your neck of the woods, yeah. right, uh, that might say, hey, you know what, adding college hockey would be good. And I certainly think the teams that have done it have certainly not regretted doing it. So, yeah. Okay, so the uh, first thing I said also when I was looking at things, schedules this year, I kept looking at everybody's schedule and I said, oh my goodness, this is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. Then I got to your schedule and I said, I know what you got with Atlanta hockey. It's top-notch all the way through. But then I saw you're going to be making a trip to Grand Forks and Bemidji uh, to be a part of the icebreaker. And I talked to Brad Berry at UND and he goes, oh, we're so thrilled to be able to, have, to play Army. And I'm going like, Oh, my goodness. Uh, so tell me about that, and tell me how excited you are to bring your guys to uh, kick off the uh, college hockey season in Grand Forks and Bemidji. Well, I think when Brad called probably about a year and a half ago, he must have got me at a weak moment. Or, like, I knew it wasn't for a while, but now that a while is just about here, and I'm like, what did I do? But, no, I, I mean, seriously, um, I look at North Dakota and Bemidji as two programs that have unbelievable history, right? Um, and North Dakota, uh, I think that's kind of the mecca of college hockey, you know, the Ralph. Uh, I think their fans are, you know, one of, if not the best in college hockey. And so it's really one of the reasons I want to go out there is I know when we are out there, I know the people in the Midwest, uh, they are patriotic. They, they, uh, they, I think, appreciate our men and women that serve, right? And um, I tell people, and, and I'll tell the people in, in North Dakota, when they look at our guys during the national anthem before we're playing that game, I want them to realize that there's good and evil in this world, yep. and there's 
there's people that will stand in the gap to protect the good from the evil. And when they're looking at our players standing at attention, those are the guys that are willing to stand in the gap. And, and I think that they'll appreciate that. And so, uh, plus an opportunity, um, we're a very young team, an opportunity for our players, um, to get out on the ice with a team that could be competing for a national championship in both North Dakota and Bemidji. Like, like I've grown up with Bemidji, like I was a division three assistant coach. We, we had a lot of battles with, with Bemidji. I just love the way they play. Like uh, what Tom Serratori uh, does with them. So they, they will challenge us. Like every time we play, I want our guys to be the harder working team. We will be challenged when we play both of those teams to be the hardest working team in those games. But nonetheless, I think it'll be a great experience for our team uh, in the long run, for sure. A little humor on this one. When you signed up for that deal, did you forget that you didn't have Colin Bielek this year? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? I, I don't think I forgot that. or like I don't think I remembered that. We were going to be going out there with 20 freshmen and sophomores, like with no grad transfers, with no fifth-year guys, with no NHL draft pick. My dad was big on scheduling, and I am sure that he is turning over in his grave right now saying, Brian, you are a fool. Like, what What were you thinking of? But, uh, but no, I, like I said, our guys want an opportunity to play against the best team. So, uh, and... Another reason for me to play non-league games against coaches that you really res- respect. So, Brad Berry, Tom Serratore, like, um, I know I will learn a lot uh, from those games by watching their teams play. Okay, so so that's the big kickoff. And then Atlantic Hockey comes up. And every year, Paul and I, my, my co-host on the podcast, we talk about um, when is Atlantic Hockey going to get that second team, not just the auto qualifier, but that second team in. Last year, it was so incredibly close. Um, how close is it? And is this the year that you guys can spring two teams into the NCAA national tournament? Well, the the gap has certainly been closed, right? Like, um, I think our league, just like we talked about overall, like, our league has now... Um, become a much closer pack, like the parity within our league and, and um, seeing some of the wins that our teams have in non-conference uh, show me that if we can get to that point, or when we get to that point, um, I think both of those teams will be successful. It, I mean, we have some really good teams this year uh, in our league that I think if you look on paper right now, the um, RITs, the AICs, the Sacred Hearts, um, and I'm certainly forgetting somebody, but Canisius, like, like there, there, there's, uh, there's a lot of really good teams. So um, if this is a year, I'm confident that uh, both those teams will be competitive. Okay, one more on the conference, then we'll get to talking Army hockey here. But Derek Schooley's back with Robert Morris. Um, tell us your thoughts. It was a tough situation for him to go away. Uh, he stays with the program pretty much all the way through. And, and so 
we had this discussion last night in the podcast is is he rebuilding or is he resurfacing or is it like a fresh start um well first it during our media day, that, that that's what I opened up with, like just welcoming uh, Robert Morris back, and, <laughs> but but also, you know, tipping my hat to, to Derek, and a lot of people might have just packed it in, and, and um, I mean, he dug in and, and, and fought for the program, and now look, here they are, like, yeah. they're back, yeah. they're back, and, and uh, so credit to him, credit to all those people at Robert Morris that that got behind him. Like I joked around with them. I said, Hey, schools, like you had the best job the last two years. Like you haven't worried, had to worry about winning or losing a hockey game. Right. So, uh, I'm sure his batteries are recharged. It's like he was on sabbatical. Right. Um, but I, I, I would say he's almost like reloading. Um, you know, and it, it's easier to do now with, with the transfer portal. If it, if it was uh, the old days, then he'd be definitely stuck with the rebuild. Yeah. But he was able to bring in experience. I mean, heck, I think he bought in like half of the Mercyhurst team. Like, like <laughs> so, um, guys that are familiar with this league, and, and so I definitely don't think it's a rebuild. Uh, and I think as soon as they're out on the ice for their first game. They're going to be as competitive as, you know, all the other teams in our league. Okay. Um, I'm smart enough to know this about college hockey. If you want to have a winning program, you start with a goaltender. You know that I love your goaltender and have for the past few years. I, I use this line and my, my co-host wants to punch me every time I do it. But I say, how do you build a winning team uh, for Army? You start with a brick at a time. Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. No, no. You know, uh, I learned a long time ago when I got into coaching, a good goalie can make a bad team pretty good. Yeah. A bad goalie can make a good team not so good, right? So we've been very fortunate um, to have good goalies here, knock on wood. Uh, Gav's, you know, going into his senior year, and like I told you earlier with – with the makeup of our team, and I'm sure he loves this, like, he's going to have to be good. Yeah. Like, he's going to have to be really good for us. And uh, I always hope that our seniors, our firsties, uh, that their last year is their best year. And and, and so uh, with Gav, um, gosh, like, I know he wants so bad to to have this be his best year. He he has an unbelievable work ethic. Uh, so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm just sad that, that he's a senior. Uh, that's the worst thing about coaching is saying goodbye to your players because after their senior year, they're done. Um, but he's such a wonderful young man. And, uh, gosh, I hope that he has a great year because if he does, then that will give us a chance. Okay, so that's the goaltending. Where else do you think you've got some strengths right now? Is it across the board or your defense or your, your offense um, maybe ahead of the game uh, or ahead of each other? Well, All right, Paul, that's uh, the kind of the rough cut. So I want to jump right back into Brian's second take with me here, uh, talking about his team and where his strengths are. Okay. Any 6D. And so our biggest 
issue. We'll be making sure that, that the six that are in, but the four that are out, that we're working them into a lineup to be getting that them experience. Up front, you return a goal scorer in Joey Baez, one of the leading goal scorers in the country last year. You return an offensive player, rookie of the year, Max Itagaki. Um, and, you know, one of our leaders, Ricky Lyle, a senior, our, one of our captains. Um, but after that, you know, we're very young up front. So, um, like I told you, I am really excited about the youth in this program. Yeah. Um, but I just can't give them the one thing they need right now, which is experience. They're, right. they're, they're going to have to get that by getting out there. Like I talked about, get out there against North Dakota, Union, Bemidji. AIC the first four games and and it's my hope that I'm not as much worried about week one as I am week 21 right. so that understanding it, it's is definitely process driven this year and if we get to the playoffs and our experience has put us in a situation where our younger players are playing like their older players yeah. then and Gavin or Evan uh, are doing a great job in goal, then we'll take our chances. Okay. Uh, I first met you in person at Air Force. Love the rivalry. Uh, it always keeps brewing on and on and on. Give me a thumbnail or tell our audience what that rivalry means to not only you guys here at West Point, but to college hockey. Well, first of all, um, Frank Saratori, <laughs> I tell people this, like, when, when I first became a head coach and Frank's the head coach at Air Force, I don't know if I liked him, you know. But then but then, we established a relationship, and now it's a friendship. And I tell people uh, at my dad's funeral, um, a lot of people there, I'm walking down the aisle of uh, the church, and I look in the back, and who's standing there but Frank, right? I knew then that... Um, you know, he was more than just somebody that I coach against. He's a friend, right? I think the difference between the Army Air Force rivalry and, let's say, the BUBC rivalry or, or, or any of those other big rivalries out there is this. Ours is a special rivalry um, in that we try to beat the hell out of each other for 60 minutes, for 120 minutes, but then at the end of our games... We line up together, right, and salute the fans. We line up together and play the school's alma maters um, because we know that eventually when the young men from Air Force and the young men from Army graduate, they're on the same team. They're going to be on the same team. So that's why I think it's really special. I'm so thankful um, and honored to be able to say that I've been able to be a part of that. And uh, like I said, going back to Frank, um, he's an amazing guy. No, no, he, he he's an amazing guy. Now, there's not a microphone or a camera that he doesn't like. Uh, like I'm a little more quiet than him probably. But uh, but no, I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, I certainly appreciate his friendship and I respect his, him as a coach for sure. 
I'll give you a little insight. We had him on a podcast uh, a month and a half ago. And uh, before we could even get started talking hockey, he gave us the whole history of Pikes Peak and telling us about how every time in his backyard he looks at Pikes Peak, it's different. And I'm going like, oh, no, he's giving me the history of Pikes Peak. How am I going to break away and talk hockey? But we got there. And as you can imagine, it went on forever. But um, so that rivalry is there. Tell us about being here at West Point. I, I came in for the first time today, and I'm looking at it, and it's stunning beauty. And I think a lot of it has to do with the bright sunshine that really caught my eye. But every building here has so much history. Um, Tate Rink, uh, everywhere that you go, uh, walking down from the parking lot. I mean, it's everywhere. Does it ever get old? No, you, you know what? And, and that's what I tell recruits. Like, you come here, and you can feel the history and tradition of the place. And I tell them to this day, and remember, like, I grew up here, too. Um, growing up here and now living here, I still find myself, when I walk around this place and when I walk down through what we call the main area, the trophy point, like, I still find myself every now and then just stopping and kind of looking around and saying, think of all the people that have, you know, been on these grounds. And by, by, by people, I'm not talking about visitors. I'm, I'm talking about leaders. Yeah. Like yeah. when you when you look around down there, it's statues of people. You know, it's statues of MacArthur, Patton, Eisenhower, Grant, you know, all people, there's a saying here, much of who we learn about in history, we're taught here at West Point. So um, I'm kind of a history guy. And so to be able to be surrounded by this and then you put on top of that, like all the military folks that are here, the officers, the non-commissioned officers and, um, you know, rubbing elbows with them every day, like these people... Like, I'm a hockey coach. Like, in the big scheme of things, like, big deal. Like, but what these men and women do, what they have done in serving our country, gosh, um, yeah, it, it's it's an amazing place, but it's the people that make the place what it is. Fair enough. Okay, I'm going to end it on this. I started with the Rileys. I'm going to end it with the Rileys. Um, I, I I sat in Brett's office, and boy, they've done a great job at Long Island um, for what he's done. And I kept looking at him, I kept going like, Paul, my co-host, kept saying, like, he's not old enough to shave yet. And, and I look at him, and I'm going like, where does this wisdom come from? And I got him on something. I said, um, when you built this program, and other schools now that want to build a program or want to advance a program from ECHA or whatever, what would you tell them? And he came back with me, and he said, passion 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 i see that i think that am i wrong is that the riley family hockey passion has been there in your whole lineage well that that's exactly it um it's been in our family forever like we've grown up brett's dad rob my brother i mean we grew grew up with it around my dad and my brothers um and we all got into coaching, and now our kids, like Brett, following his dad, Jack, and Brendan, um, following me. Um, kind of funny, like, when the kids were getting ready to finish up at Mercyhurst, I remember looking at them and said, all right, guys, what do you want to do? 
And they kind of looked at me with this look like, what the heck you think we want to do, Dad? We want to coach. I'm like, oh, God. Like, but, but no, it, it's, it's in the blood. And, um, yeah, all these kids, uh, when I talk about kids, Jack, Brendan, Brett, um, Mickey, another nephew who is a director of ops, Harvard Women. Um, I have another cousin. My, my cousin's kid is a coach at Groton Prep School. Um, it's just been in the Riley family. I, I don't. I don't know if if we know anything else. And and like you said, we have a passion for it. We love it. So so yeah. Okay, it doesn't get any better than that. I'm glad I had a chance to visit with a couple of Rileys. I told the guys, because they're really young at Long Island, I said, you guys must stand at attention when Rob comes in the door. Yeah, well, they should. Uh, He's probably a colonel. I give myself a general rank, so no. Um, Yeah, but no, it's, I appreciate you guys coming out, it seemed like only yesterday when, when we were chatting in Colorado Springs and I was like, well, you got to come out to West Point. Like, you, you you can't just come to Air Force without coming to West Point. Like, they both have beauty in their own way, right? Um, but but both of them, both of us, it's it's about the young men and women that, that go to these service academies. Uh, they're, like... I'm, I'm humbled to be around them every day, and I'm sure that Frank would say the same thing. So, uh, again, I appreciate the fact that you made the trip to West Point, and hope it won't be your last one. I won't be surprised you see me at North Dakota too. So, oh, Brian Riley, uh, <laughs> thanks for coming us in. Thanks for uh, spending some time with us. I know your schedule is crazy like everybody else right now, but great way to kick off the hockey season. And best of luck all year. Thank you very much. Okay, Paul, there you go. You got a chance to hear Coach Riley, who we've had on uh, in the past, but um, it never gets old, does it? You can just chat and chat and chat about the traditions of Army West Point hockey. Well, listen, I told you that the words that you I, – I wasn't going to be able to adequately describe what it's like up there. If you ever have a chance to go, and I, you know, one day I hope to, 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 to stop in at Colorado Springs, but if you ever have a chance to go up there and spend a day there, spend a few hours there, just walk around. Uh, if you're not uh, infused with the ghosts of that place, then there's something wrong with you. There, there just really is. <laughs> yeah, I, that's just a, I, I mean, you know, okay, fine. You want to, you want to, Tell me I'm the crazy one, but there's just no way. You just can't go there and not just feel it from the minute you walk on the campus. Yeah, it's 100% true. Uh, I did tell people, and I did ask Coach Riley this, I, they've got a, a big tank, as you've probably seen right by the front yes. of the, the entrance, and then they've got like the old small um, two-wheel cannons that they used right. to shoot cannonballs with years ago. I said, you know, if it's okay with Brian, could I have the tank and you have the cannonball when, whenever we get into a heated discussion? He said, no problem. He thought <laughs> that I should be the one to have the tank. Oh, whatever. I mean. <laughs> you didn't know that was coming, did you? <laughs> whatever. I, all I know is, all I know is the, that um, I loved the, the, the comment from his kid. 
what do you mean what do we want to do what else do you think we're going to do i love that that was great <laughs> yeah exactly well speaking of that we're going to take a quick break we're going to come back and we're going to hear from young jack riley who by the way paul was taking control on the ice i watched him uh teaching dad and the other assistant coaches uh, a few things about puck movement and, and different things and positioning right. in front of the net so um don't be surprised if this army team surprises teams this year because okay. although they're young they have a great goaltender a brick at a time no, um, stop, stop. Coach, I know you're going to listen to this eventually. Please, I'm begging you, please don't encourage him. As a matter of fact, if you can get to him before I do, maybe. Uh, no, stop. Anyway, Gavin Abrick, uh, the great goaltender, the senior goaltender at Army, um, is poised to have a really good year, and that could mean good things for Army. Uh, in the meantime, let's take a quick break. Let's come back and let's uh, visit with Jack Riley, uh, the young man who played at Mercyhurst and is now is working under his father as an assistant coach. And kudos again to the NCAA for opening up that opportunity. We'll be right back. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. From the nation's best college hockey conference. Access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. On your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for their next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, summer skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegers. And they score on the lacrosse move. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? 
At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. The Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack has three locations at 6340 South Rural Road in Tempe, the ASU location at 922 East Apache Road, and 952 West White Mountain Road in Pine Top. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. From the Summer Skate Studios, you're listening to ITHSW Podcasts College Hockey West Live. Indeed it is College Hockey West Live. Scott Strandy with you tonight from O'Fallon, Illinois. If you don't know where that is, you uh, drive about uh, 15, 20 miles straight to the west, and you will see the great St. Louis Arch uh, as the gateway to the west. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein, joining me from that still a little soggy Long Island, New York. But don't worry, folks. The uh, the palatial estate came through with flying colors, I'm told. Um, Paul, have you dried out at all? No, not really. You're on mute. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> okay. Geez, don't sound so sad. That water's good. No. Well, whatever. I no. It's not. But anyway. Uh, Listen, they could have used it. They could. They could have used some of this water, I guess, in Fairbanks the other night. The other night. Um, <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> well, okay, whatever. It just it, okay. Yeah. Get to it right now. They had to evacuate the building. I don't think I've ever seen. I mean, obviously, Saturday I deal night, with fire. Right? Yeah, I deal with fire drills all the time, but I've I've never seen them have to evacuate a sporting event for a fire for a fire alarm. <laughs> Apparently, there's some sort of kitchen well, it fire. It was a fire. It wasn't just an alarm. Well, yeah, but well, I think it was because they couldn't a figure out how to fire, get the smoke. Right? Yeah, it was a kitchen fire, and there was a lot of smoke apparently, and they weren't sure if the fire was out, so they made everybody leave and come back. I don't okay, know. See, how, I have a problem with smoke. I mean, if if there's still smoke, then get them out of there. For a little well, yeah, while, it's a little not I, what I, I, I just was curious how what they did with the players because they, they had skates on. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. yeah, I don't know. That's a good Let question. We'll do a story on that. <laughs> anyway, yeah, let's get back to Army because uh, the second part of my interview and my visit to West Point uh, was with Jack Riley, the, the new assistant coach. I uh, used to be the director of ops. He used to be a star player at Mercyhurst University. So let's hear from Jack. All right, welcome back in, college hockey fans on the NCAA side. I told you when I went east, and Jack Riley's with me. I'll tell Jack, Jack, Terry, and myself have made uh, 7,333 miles in the last uh, two and a half months talking hockey from ACHA to NCAA to AHL. So great to be here at West Point. Um, Tell us a little bit about you growing up as a Riley, because I call him the first family in college hockey. I know you're going to be modest and say, ah, no, but uh, what was it like to be a Riley growing up? Uh, it was pretty cool, honestly. Um, growing up here, specifically at West Point, I tell people, they always ask me, like, oh, how was it growing up at West Point? How was it growing up being on a college base and college campus? Um, I, think, I, I think it was awesome. I was able to utilize the facilities, um, the turf, the weight room, go on the ice whenever I wanted, um, and just kind of watch um, 
watched my uncle as when he was the head coach and then um, kind of transitioning and being able to watch my dad as, as he was a head coach. It was kind of um, a good kind of line for me to follow. Um, and then, yeah, honestly, it's, it's just been awesome um, being back here at the place that I love. So it was good. Your dad said when you finished playing days, um, he asked you what you wanted to do, and he got kind of a strange look. It was like, I'm going to coach. I mean, what else would I do, right? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I knew it's always kind of what I wanted to do. Even when I was picking a major in college, I kind of figured, you know what, it doesn't really matter because at the end of the day, I, I just want to be a coach. Um, but no, yeah, so it's uh, it's always been something that I've always wanted to do. Um, my dream when I was a kid was to be a Division One hockey player, and then after that was to coach at, coach at West Point. So um, I've been pretty fortunate enough to be able to kind of do those things. Okay, so you go from uh, hockey ops guy to now an assistant coach, and it's a new role. Um, it's an opportunity for you to do one-on-one teaching, I'm sure, recruiting, selling this program. Tell us about it. Tell us about why, why if you're a college hockey player, I think you should give West Point a, a good look. Yeah, so, I mean, there's not a lot of places like, like this. I mean, this is us and Air Force are the only service academies that, that have hockey um, at the at the Division One level. Um, but, I mean, the, w- what we say here is if we can get a kid on campus, it's it's really game game set match for us. Like if that that that's 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 the battle is convincing convincing kids, and then once they get here and once once they see this place, it's really um, it, it kind of does it. And you know, it's for me, it's kind of it's kind of different because I grew up here and I've I've known this place. And our associate head coach uh, Zach McKelvey, he he went here, so. Um, me and him have kind of bounced ideas back and forth, um, and then we have a couple other two members of the staff too that we're kind of getting um, used to the place. And um, yeah, it's if, if we can get a kid here on on campus and they can see this place, we usually we usually have a good chance of uh, getting them to to come here. Atlanta hockey is Atlanta hockey, you know. Playing in Mercyhurst, it's always a battle. Um, every night, it's a tough battle. But when you get down to playoff time, you know probably in the way it's been in the past is you got to get that AQ if you're going to the NCAA tournament. Your thoughts on, is this the year that uh, we finally see Atlantic hockey get two teams? Yeah. I mean, this is, it's kind of interesting. Like growing up, obviously uh, here at West Point, I've, I've, I've watched the league for many years and then be fortunate enough to play in the league. Um, there's been a couple times where it's been close specifically recently in the, uh, in that COVID year. It, 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 it was close. It could have been Army could have got one. Uh, Canisius could have could have got one um, after ASC ended up ultimately winning the league. Um, but yeah, no, it's um, the league is going in the in the right direction. And just from watching it when I was younger and seeing teams kind of develop and grow over the years, it's um, it's awesome to see. And hopefully, hopefully, this is the year. If not, um, I know sometime in the near future, it definitely will be the year that um, Atlanta Hockey will be able to get two teams in. Okay, I'm going to pick your brain on coaching a little bit. I know you're uh, you're into it not too deep yet, but um, if you're building a program, and I ask a lot of coaches this, if you're building a program, would you go out to recruit uh, the best top six forwards across the board if you could get 12 of them, if you get the best top four defensemen in the country, the best of them, or would you look to build a roster? And here's where it comes from. I thought USA Hockey this year had the best players in the world. But I don't think they had the best team and they didn't win a gold because I think you need role players. And as a 
guy that's out there in the recruiting and working on these different things. How important is that to you? And is there a time where you say, you know what, I don't know that maybe having a loaded roster is the best for winning a championship? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, when it comes down to it, like winning a championship is about having the the right the right guys in the locker room that kind of mesh together and form that that bond. Because in playoff time, you know that that's what really gets you to the end line. It doesn't really it doesn't really matter if you have the most skilled team or the most physical team or the fastest team. You know, it's 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 how the guys come together. Um, so for us. I know when we go on the road, and I'm just starting to go on the road here at West Point, so it's a little different, but I've seen over the years the assistants, and I've seen my dad do it, so I'm, I'm kind of familiar with um, the type of player that they like to recruit. Um, and for here at West Point, obviously, it's it's the first thing that we look at is is, is character. So they just have to have the right character, and then, and then we go from there. Um, and then it's all about filling in those puzzle pieces. Um, you know, right right now for us specifically, um, next year we're we're pretty um, we're pretty locked in with with guys that we have. So, if I was on the road now, I'd be looking for kind of younger kids and um, for the future. Um, but like I said, it's about filling the filling the puzzle pieces, um, size, speed, um, character, um, all those kind of go together. So you can put it put it all together and kind of mesh and have a, the, the right team going into playoffs. And, um, yeah, hopefully you can, you can win the championship at the end of the day. Let me piggyback on that one once real quick here. Um, when you have a, a roster full of guys like that and you look at it, um, you've been in the locker room. You've uh, played roles. Um, you know what it's like. How do you get somebody to buy in? Uh, to team culture to maybe they come from a junior program they've been the star right they come here and you go hey i'm gonna have to put you on third line you're gonna have third line minutes how do you keep those guys jacked up to win a championship i i I think that i think you mentioned it at that at the end there i think ultimately it's it should be a team first um you're not going to win a championship by having individuals that want to point the finger want want to point the point the thumbs back at themselves um, it's got to be a selfless act. It's got to be a, um, a team willing to sacrifice. Um, and I think, you know, here at West Point, uh, my dad always says it, if you're going to be a team that ha- has army across your chest, you're, you're going to have to be a tough team. So you're going to have to do things like sacrifice your body, um, blocking shots, um, doing, doing the little things like that. Because at the end of the day, in order to win a championship, like, like you said, you're going to have to have guys that say we in, in, instead of me. I know it's pretty cliche. A lot of coaches say that, um, but here at West Point, it's 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 the ultimate leadership um, factory. So, you know, it's so it's kind of evident. You know, the guys that we have, um, and you know, a, a lot of our guys end up end up doing that. So it's um, it's about finding that mesh of those guys. All right, final one for you. Since you played and uh, you've seen the game for a long time. Um, two years ago, I took the month of April and I drove around the country because I wanted to see how close players were from age 16 to 26. So I saw the best in the world at the under-18s in Dallas, saw an NCAA, saw ACHA, saw AHL, ECHL. And I came away with that, Jack, by saying, I don't think I've ever seen hockey players closer in that 10-year span. Am I close on that from what you've seen from your playing days to now coaching? Are they really that close? 
Yeah, and it's kind of hard to explain, but you try to explain it because I have friends that don't play hockey and they don't really understand the whole um, family mentality that, 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 that the hockey family is all about. Um, it's a small world, um, you know, whether it's you, you, you play with people growing up, you play with people in juniors, you play with people in college, and then ultimately pro. Um, it's, it's a bond that, that, that you create. And, you know, like, like you mentioned, um, you don't, I don't think it's, yeah, I, I agree. I don't think it's ever been, you know, more evident that it's, that it's strong now. Um, and you know, it's, it's, it's tough to, to explain to people, but at the end of the day, it's, um, it's, a, it's a, it's a very strong bond and it's something that I've been fortunate enough to be, be a part of from when I was born. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. Jack Riley, thanks for spending some time with us. Best of luck this year. Enjoy that new role. Uh, I know it's going to involve a lot of things for you, so just enjoy it from start to finish, okay? Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. That's young Jack Riley. And, Paul, you and I uh, had a chance now to hear from two really young Rileys. And uh, is there any doubt where they, where they have their hearts and their heads? Well, no, it's a family business, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, I, what do you mean? What are we? We don't know anything else. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's not wrong. You know, I mean, um, you know, and it's not like I, I'm sure if you went through it and you talked to the various people. Or, no, we we never pushed them into coaching. It's what they wanted to do. Uh, you know. Um, how do you know? I mean, you go back and you just, you know, I'm just sitting here and 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 looking at uh, one of the army pages online, right? And you know, there's been a, I, I don't, the last time O'Reilly was not the head coach at Army was nineteen the nineteen forty five nineteen forty nine nineteen fifty season. <laughs> The year before you were 80, born. No, well, yeah, it only feels that way. <laughs> Eighty something. You, I mean, holy! I mean, you're talking seventy-five years. Yeah, crazy. Seventy-five years. Craziness. It's nuts. And, you know? and each and every one of them just live for not only the game of hockey, but for for Army West Point. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, it's just. And and by the way, I was trying to figure out how I say that. Is it West Point Academy? Is it Army? What what is it? And I was told it's oh, Army West Point. Yeah, they say that. Most of us lay people just say Army or just say West Point. Uh, they made but, the branding. <laughs> they made the branding switch. I don't know. I guess it was about if I my memory doesn't isn't too foggy. It's probably been about ten years. Yeah, probably right. Um, so, I will tell you, the facility is beautiful. You've been there, oh, had a chance to see Coach Riley's office, and uh, oh, they and uh, they took us through the uh, the locker room uh, while the guys were on the ice. And got a chance to see the the locker room, the the training facilities, and all of that. I mean, what a beautiful facility, and uh, it's just right for college hockey, if you ask me. The size is perfect. Um, I, I just wonder, Paul. And you know this. Did you have to go through the visitor center check-in and all that when you went there for a game, too? Um, 
Uh, I, I, you, I, I don't think I, you did. Would I had to go it. through the gate. Okay, but you would remember it because you. I had to go to. No, the, I, I went through the, the gate. Um, I had except to go I to wasn't the office and go down to the basement. Right. And it was like being at the DMV. Sorry, guys. Right. It was like being at the DMV, and you just sat there and waited for your number to be called, and then you went through the questionnaire, basically. <laughs> you would no. remember it because it took no, a better I, part of an hour. Well, first of all, I was there on a uh, on a Friday night. Yeah. So they just um, let you through because they knew who you were. They probably had rose petals thrown at your feet. And said, no, that's Come on you. In, Paul that's you. Um, no. But I also remember not being allowed on the campus until a certain time. Like if the game started at 7, I wasn't allowed on the campus till 5. Yeah. Well, they didn't want you roaming around. I don't blame them for that. And, and thank goodness they didn't give you the keys to my tank. Well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you wouldn't have to drive it anyway. You, you you could push that two wheel cannon, you know, you could push that around without any problem, but now no not the keys to the tank. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I, I whatever. You can't anyway. anyway. Uh, um yeah. what what a great visit with the Rileys and the opportunity to see that place and, and now I'll be back in Colorado Springs the end of the week and uh, it'll be just fun now that I can have said that I've seen both to just kind of get a feel for both again. And and, and listen, I you know one day I'd like to get to an Army Navy football game, but I've been to the college hockey equivalent, and it's just as good. <laughs> exactly, it is. Exactly, it is. You know. Um, so. Okay, so we just got a couple of minutes left of the show. I told you it was going to fly by. Um, Colorado College named their captains. No surprise, Logan Will wearing the seat. No. Nope. Your thoughts on the other guys? <sighs> I mean, listen. Um, you know, I was sitting here and, and, you know, we can, you know, it's, it, it, it there's not really surprises. Um, you know, maybe you would sit there and be like, well, I thought maybe this guy might get, you know, or whatever, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not surprised. No bad choices. No. Um, okay. So you, uh, it was also leaked, I think. The uh, like a the preseason line chart, and if you're from Arizona, that. you know um, Riley Stewart and the Stewart family has been uh, with us from day one. Uh, with Connor playing at Arizona State, and now Riley has uh, moved on to play at Colorado College, and I think they have him penciled in like a third line center. I asked yeah, Coach but Mayotte yeah, but uh, said, yeah, but let's listen though. Listen, I said Coach Mayotte. How good is Riley Stewart? Is he going to make your team this year? He goes, not only is he going to make our team, he's going to make our team better. Yeah, but you can't go by that chart. It's got Logan Will on the fifth line. Come on. <laughs> I'm not saying Riley Stewart's not going to play, but that's, you know, I mean, seriously? You know, I know. It's, I'm, it's, just, I'm just, I was joking around. But, uh, I'm you just, know, anyway. Well, people are like, well, the line chart, Coach what? Mayotte. Coach Mayotte was excited about Riley Stewart being there so we're happy for him certainly happy for the uh, Stewart family uh for riley getting a chance to play his uh play his college hockey and do it in the ncaa and the nchc yeah and be close to home right i mean not that far no hop skip and jump and mom and dad get to come and see him probably grandpa and grandma will come and see the uh, rocky mountains a few times probably if 
Probably. <laughs> no, not probably. I can guarantee you they will. Uh, so anyway, um, I just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, also, the Denver Pioneers making the move to uh, to Alaska this week. Temporary move. They're going to play a couple of games up at Fairbanks. So good Hopefully. luck to the Pioneers, and, and congratulations to the Pioneers for taking that on. It, it's a big deal. I talked to Gary yeah. Astalis at, at – adrian this week and he goes you know i'm just waiting for one of these ncaa ncaa teams to invite us to play an exhibition against them we're we're dying for it so if you're listening out there ncaa coaches adrian is waiting and uh, hoping to be able to play you he did say with a preface that he didn't think his athletic director was going to give him twenty five thousand dollars for flights to go to alaska yet no probably uh, not but (laughs) But anywhere else, uh, they would be willing to travel to and play, and they are looking forward to it. So let's hope that happens because you and I love to see the uh, the intermixings of AHL, uh, I'm sorry, ACHA and NCAA. And that reminds us that Paul would dearly love to be at the rivalry going on um, on Friday night, Saturday, Friday night, with Arizona State and U of A going at it in an exhibition on the ice at Mullet Arena. Yeah, it would have been nice, but, uh, you know, sometimes life. Yeah, too much life <laughs> most yeah. of the time. Anyway. Um, I got to go to Albany instead. I uh, hear yeah, Well, bummer. Bring Charlie home for the for the break, the fall break. Yeah, and I don't think Union or RPI are playing this week. I think they uh, – no, I don't think they are either, but oh, anyway. might be. I don't know. Well, I don't know if they're home or not, but well, – That's true. Anyway. Most well, everybody uh, will be well, starting this week. Uh, yeah, no, actually, uh, you know, the, uh, union is playing RPI. Oh, that's two weeks. That's two weeks. I don't know. What am I gonna... No, they, maybe they are. No, I think they're playing on Saturday. I won't be there. So, <laughs> so it doesn't matter. Yeah, but then they're playing, but then they're playing Red reading, Army. Union, reading the calendar so. on the air. Yeah, I try not to read. Well, I try not to read reading. No, I like reading. <laughs> All right, unless you got anything else, my friend, take it away. From the Summer Skate Studios, behind the masks, College Hockey West Live on the Ice Time Hockey West.com network has been brought to you by Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos Worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three value locations or behind the mask.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. The NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV to catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. The Tag Creative Group. Search T Grand Rudd on Redbubble.com and let us help you design that one of a kind gift for you or someone special. College Hockey Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. The Caesar Sportsbook app. Download the app where available, but please play responsibly. FedEx, simplify your business shipping with FedEx, the official package delivery company of Ice Time Hockey West. And by Liberty University, over 700 programs of study to help you impact your community on and off the ice, strengthen your faith at our state-of-the-art campus. See us at liberty.edu. College Hockey West Live, presented by Behind the Mask, is live every week on the Podbean app and available along with all of our weekly podcasts for download at your favorite podcast platform. Search ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. That's ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. To find any of our shows, 
Subscribe, rate, and review the shows, or just tell a friend to help others find the podcast. Behind the Masks College Hockey West Live and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. Our thanks to uh, everybody over at uh, Army, especially uh, Connor, for uh, setting things up for us to uh, sit down with Coach Brian Riley and Assistant Coach Jack Riley. Two more Rileys. It was a week of Rileys for us. What a thrill uh, just to be able to, 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 to pick their brains a little bit about college hockey and hockey in general and really life in general because even Brett Riley, uh, man, oh, man, way, way. Um, beyond his years in in knowledge and uh, character and everything that goes along with it. So, um, okay, we'll say good night, little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. Good night, everybody. <laughs>